Hello again to all my listeners tuning in. Welcome back to Fractured Poet, a podcast for all of you poetically insane individuals who love getting lost in the art of poetry. Podcasting from Ontario, California, I am your host, Katrina Wisniewski, just another person in the world obsessed with words, striving to make sense of it all. Okay, so I want to first off say Happy New Year to everybody, or as I am saying, Happy January 1st, even though it's not January 1st. Um, the day I'm recording this episode, it's actually currently, as I'm recording, January 4th, so I'm a few days late. Where this episode will be placed in terms of when it's released, it may be way past January, it may not, but um, I had previously recorded all of the episodes, other than the impromptus that are in between weeks. Um, I did not think of holidays to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Thanksgiving, and all that good jazz, so I am personally saying being aware and knowing I should have said that in the first place, I am saying Happy New Year, Happy January 1st, even though it's not. I hope everyone is having a good or decent or trying to have a decent 2022. Um, I realized that I have about four, four to five more pre-recorded episodes until I am kaput and I have no more in line. So I have been trying to scramble up poems and rewrite and write new poems to try and get more episodes out there because once February, I don't even know what day, February something, um, if not the end of this month, January, um, I will have no more episodes lined up. So I need to get cracking and start recording new episodes. So this episode obviously has poems in it because that's what I do. I have been going through my many notebooks of poetry. I have written a couple new ones. I have revised some. Um, I don't even know if some of these that I have off of Word documents have dates on them. So again, if you hear clicking, that's what I'm doing. I am you know, going back and forth to Word documents, clicking off the poems that I just read and putting up um, new ones. But um, I'll quit rambling. This is just a bunch of random poems. Um, this one, which one is this? I actually wrote this in January of this year. Um, it's part of that write the poem book. I have had this Word document on my desktop for quite some months now, and I decided once at like two or three in the morning that um, I needed to write a poem. So this one is called Irretractable. Forgive and forget, a phrase often used as leverage, a chance for one to become magnanimous, a clean slate to be more precise. If I must be bold, to escape such trauma, to allow time to pass me by and erase it from existence, is a task that cannot be executed. To forgive such treacherous behaviors and omit the dirty details, I'm sorry, but you are sorely misinformed. Living a lie, hoping to form some sort of truth, is preposterous. 
you are damning yourself into an oblivion. I wish I knew how to disremember it all and pretend it never happened, to erase the animosity. I have nothing but scorn for those who chose to do me wrong, so please consider this my consigned statement. Forgetting you exist is the plan. Forgiving your actions and the damage you've done is irretractable. Okay, so again, this poem was written January 3rd of 2022. There has been a lot going on in the last, well, for a while, and it's just resurfacing yet again. There's, I'm not going to get into too much detail because I know a lot of people are related to me that listen to this and I hope I don't offend anyone, but then again, I'm telling it how it is. So, um, bear with me. There's been a lot of bullshit that has surrounded my life and a lot of people that I'm trying to, I don't want to say eliminate, I don't want to say erase, but maybe that's my intention. I'm just trying to be, um, if you want to call polite about it, there are some people that I would like to remain out of my life because of certain things that they have said and done. And I have been dealing with this shenanigans for quite some time and I am very over it. And there have, what triggered this poem is basically that, and I had this on my mind and it just came out. I had, like I said, I had this poem, this word document on my desktop for quite some time. I had no idea what direction I was going in. I didn't even know what topic. And I pulled this one up because like I said, I'm running out of episodes, pre-recorded episodes, and I have to record more if I want to continue this podcast. And if you, the listener, want to keep listening to my podcast. Otherwise, I can just call it after the last episode and say, you know, I'm done. No one really gives a shit. You know, deal with it. If you want to listen to my podcast, go back to the beginning and knock yourself out. But I'm not doing that. I brought this Word document up. And this is what came out because it's on my mind. And that's not to say that I am not hurt by those things. There's just a lot of, a lot of things I'm trying to work through and these things keep being brought up, keep being resurfaced. Understandably so. I completely get it from the other perspective. I totally understand because honestly, I am battling with myself on my side and the other person's argument, people's argument, but I... I'm trying to be rid of toxic people. I am tired of giving people benefit of the doubts. I am tired of allowing people to be stagnant in my life because they are related to me or their best friends or whatever the case is. I'm tired of giving people free passes. I'm tired of allowing people to treat me like shit and 
having other people give them passes because they're treating me like shit. Just get over it. Say sorry. Whatever you need to do. Just, you know, this needs to happen. So let's do it. And I'm not about that. I am old enough to know what needs to happen for me and what shouldn't happen. And I'm putting my foot down. I have no regrets. I'm sorry if that hurts anyone's feelings. I know it hurts because quite honestly, it hurts me just the same. But someone has to put their foot down and it has to be me. So I'm doing it for me. And um, again, I don't really, anyone that knows what I'm talking about, you obviously know the details and I'm not going to give any because this is not a freaking soap opera talk show. It's a podcast about poetry, even though I'm kind of sort of explaining what this poem is about doesn't mean I have to go into details and give my whole fucking life story because I can go on forever, especially on this topic. And I don't think any of you want to hear that bullshit. So with that poem, that topic was sitting with me and it went into that. And that's what that is. So I'm going to shut up now. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. I'm going to go to the next poem. This one is called a worthless cause. When the sun sets, the world loses its shadow. Its figure lies still, bearing you no comfort at all. To complicate things is life's only strategy. Knowing how to act and what words to speak is not my place to say. I only utter the truth, and from where I stand, being capable of holding my own defines the meaning of this truth. To beg amongst the living seems pointless, something you cannot tolerate. Losing your place in life, gaining back nothing worth saving. Your confidence has disappeared, your breath suddenly becoming less consistent. The pressure is now upon you, dominating what appears to be a worthless cause. I can't remember... If I did any rewording or editing, I might have. Um, But this one was originally written in March of 2005. So going way back. Almost a year out of high school. Um, Yeah, I honestly, I can't tell you where this came from or if there was any, any relevance to any certain topic but um I obviously it talks about life and I can definitely relate to it um I don't know there's probably so much that I can say about this poem and I don't really have the words for it right now but I in some certain Um, stanzas I can definitely relate and place certain situations of this poem into my life but I can't really thoroughly explain it like I did the first one and go on a a massive rant sort of but um yeah worthless cause sometimes life can seem that way um 
things just keep fucking up, things don't go your way, um, just fuckery, if I can put it boldly, but, um, yeah, I will move on to the next one, again, apologies for the clicking, um, this next poem is called Completely Severed. There's been a breach amongst my defenses, a clash between who matters the most and the will to make the right decision, me or them. A protagonist lingers in the distance, doing all they can to strike me down, persistent on apologies that will never take place, a childish game I refuse to play, a pointless rival, this is not a contest. To replay that night, over and over again, burning in my memory, I'm sure they see it differently. I know what I heard. I know what I saw. Provoking some to jump into the fray, with both arms swinging. I see now what you are really about. A conniving, worthless piece of human who shouldn't see the light of day. An attention whore who won't rest until they get what they want. You don't matter anymore. Maybe you never really did. This is where I draw the line. I will no longer be embroiled in your strife. You do not exist to me. We are completely severed beyond repair. And I couldn't have asked for anything more. Yeah, that one uh, stung a little bit. Um, This is another poem that was brought from Write the Book. This is um, a theme or topic of conflict. And I wrote this poem on the 29th of December of last year. So right at the end of the year. And this kind of coincides with the first poem that I recited. It's on that same topic. So that maybe explained a little bit more, not complete detailed, but, um, it explains a, a specific day, how I remember it vaguely in the poem. Anyway, I, again, I didn't put a whole bunch of details, but you know, it, it's still the same. Um, again, things have been stirred up again, and this was another poem that was on my desktop for quite some time, untouched, so I opened it, and I wrote it, so, and I guess again, that was something that was on my mind, and I went to town on it, and that's where it came, and where it stands. Again, there. The thing I'm referring to. Those who were involved that feel the opposite of the way I do, and certain people, other people. You know, I'm just. I'm tired of fuckery. I'm tired of childish games. 
I am tired of who did what to whom and you need to apologize bullshit because it's, you know, from my end, I, again, I'm not, I'm trying really hard to not get into it because it's something that really heats me up and really infuriates me. So I'm trying really hard to shut my mouth. I don't want to say too much because I know certain people listen to this and I don't need a rebuttal. I don't need conflict. Hence the, you know, the main topic of this poem. I don't need it. I am writing on how I feel and this is the way that I feel. And the purpose of this podcast, the way that I'm taking it is I kind of explained where my thought process was and what the poem is initially, you know, about and without giving too much detail, um, this is where it's at, you know, my feelings and being pushed in a direction that I don't want to go in because it's a story I have heard, seen, read, been in more than once. And I'm drawing a line and I'm tired of it. You know, I'm not going to, I'm tired of being talked down to. I'm tired of being talked about. I'm tired of being someone's scapegoat whenever it's convenient for them. I'm tired of being talked shit about and the stories in my life, the the events that happened in my life, I'm tired of that being leveraged to some other person's shitty way of living and it's not happening. And, you know, the thing that I'm talking about, the people that these, this poem event involves certain people anyway, they're, they're toxic. I don't need them. They clearly feel a certain way about me and the feeling is mutual. I, people have many definitions of family. A lot of people define that obviously because it's what we know, define family as blood related, the people that you grow up around, the people that you live with, the people that have titles in your family you know, like mom, dad, sister, brother, you know, everything that goes down the line. And living life the way I have, experiencing the things that I have experienced, I have learned to develop my own opinions about the definition of family and what it means to me. Again, it may not, you know, my definition of family, my outlook and perspective of family, may not be the same as yours or, you know, someone else's. Everyone takes life, takes things and the people in their life differently. And I am doing that. I am forming my own family. I am forming my own opinion of the definition of family. And I just, I look at who's been there throughout my life. Not, you know abruptly stopping at one point and coming around when it's convenient. I mean, thoroughly have been there, genuinely have been there, always there for me, no matter what the fuck. People that I consider family, you know, I can scratch their back and they'll scratch mine, you know, the metaphor or however the fuck you want to phrase it. I have been hurt for many years. People have bluntly, secretly have thrown words and statements about me very freely, things that aren't true, things are that are irrelevant. And again, this is, 
I'm going on a rant and again, I apologize, but you know, I'm explaining the poem and this is, it goes so much more fucking deeper, but, um, I just, I am tired of the abuse. If you really want to call it abuse, you know, I am, I don't need it. You know, there, there are certain people that claim to be this person or that person and claim to care and claim to love me and claim all this bullshit. But yet at the same token, they are the ones calling me or texting me or blowing their mouth off to somebody else that relays the message that in so many words, I'm a shitty person. I'm lazy. I'm a bum. I'm this, I'm that, you know, whatever they're saying, I don't care. But at the same token, I do because you don't know me. What I like to throw around, just because you know when I was born, you know who my parents are, and you know everything down the line, you think you know me and you don't. You have no idea what the fuck I have been through and what I have had to endure. How much life and the shit that I have been through, the things that have been dealt, have really screwed with my head and my life. You weren't there to help me. But yet, you have the nerve to sit here and talk shit about me and whatever you want to do. So again, this this poem explains a lot because I know what it's referring to and maybe the people that are listening to this know what I'm talking about too and I can sit here and apologize and say I'm sorry. Maybe I should be saying I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. I, this poem, the title, completely severed, and that's how I feel. I am completely severed from the people that have created so much fucking drama, people that are irrelevant in my life, that like to run their mouths and talk shit over something they have no recollection of other than certain bits and pieces that they might hear from someone else. And this and the first poem puts the final nail in the coffin, so to speak, that I'm done. I am done. I'm not giving people second chances. I'm not, I'm tired of, you know, I'm just tired. And again, another freaking rant off of the same topic. So I apologize. Really do. Maybe I shouldn't have even said any of that at all. But, you know, again, it's the whole purpose of this podcast is to explain my poetry, where the idea came from. I'm not saying names. I'm not saying when it took place. I'm not saying what happened. But anyone that's related to me, anyone that is around me and knows about this thing that I'm talking about. Obviously, you know, I, I am sorry, but I'm not sorry. Um, again, it's, this is how I feel. And no one, certain people, whatever may not agree with it, but this is how I feel. This is my stance. I, I am looking out for me. I have developed a lot of issues over the last couple years. And I'm trying to work through those issues. 
and to welcome more issues into my life will just make the current ones worse and unmanageable. So again, that's the idea of this poem, where it came from, and now that I went on a complete rant, again, I apologize. I hope that's the last one. Um, I will move on to the next one. And this one is called Home Equals Hostage. To understand this place of darkness, to get lost inside its morbid attempt to poison my soul, is breathtaking. Your eerie presence and silent creeps have taken me hostage. I yearn for more, yet I'm scared to wander. Help me understand your ways and the lessons to be learned. I ache for this insanity, the place I now call home. Alright, so I don't really have a timestamp on this poem. Um... I don't remember if I wrote it recently or if this was back in the early 2000s. I honestly don't remember. I might have, for all I know, I might have um, tweaked it a little bit and um, revised it and reworded stuff. But um, I honestly don't know where this came from. Again, I can't really decipher if there was a specific meaning towards this poem or if it had a personal touch to it. I don't know. So I can't really explain a whole lot of this poem. Um, this could, you know, I could pinpoint it and, you know, have, it might be relevant to certain things in my life. Um certain emotions maybe to understand this place of darkness uh, to get lost inside it's morbid attempt to poison my soul darkness could have defined depression or something darker than that um, this could have a whole um, life in general perspective maybe and how life has treated this person or how they what outlook they have on life I can't really again I can't really explain a whole lot other than what it what it says um so yeah maybe I will move on to the next one because I'm not really sure um, what else to say, but side note, um, it's been about almost a month at this point recording anyway, because it's January 5th now, because it's after midnight. Um, it would be about a month almost that I have had my self-published poetry book out, paperback and ebook. So if you guys are interested, if you're interested, don't feel pressured or obligated, but feel free to purchase it. If you can't find it, I know there was an issue with finding it on Amazon and it wasn't showing up. So if you can't find it, 
you know how to get a hold of me, Instagram, or, you know, you can look me up on Facebook or whatever, so I can give you the direct link. But um, I am working on a second book. And the poems that are featured in this episode and other episodes that I will be pre-recording soon will all be in that second book and more if I, whatever poems I haven't recited on this podcast will, um, might be on there if I write new ones, but, um, yeah, I am coming out with the second book. I'm working on it. I started it, um, mid, no, it was probably the end of December of 2021. So I am not sure when I am trying to figure out how many poems I want to add, how many pages I want it to be. So once that is done, I will be publishing it and I will disperse the link and info and announcement to the appropriate outlets. But, um, I just want to thank anyone that has bought my book, ebook or paperback. I just want to thank everyone for their support for listening to this podcast and taking interest in my poetry as well as purchasing my book, whichever format you, you decided to purchase. I want to thank everyone that has participated in this. I want to thank everyone a lot. It does mean a whole lot to me. It took a lot of courage for me to do this podcast because I've never done anything like this before. And, um, there are some people that are pushing the video side of podcasts and I'm not really sure I want to do that because, you know, I just, I don't really, I don't like the way my face settles on camera. So that I don't really have ways of doing it at the moment. The way that I do my podcast now is a little, um, if you want to call it unorthodox, weird, I, I sit in the fucking closet. Okay. Like I sit in the closet. I don't really have any other quiet place to go for the moment anyway. And it's just starting this, you know, I need to keep it going. So I have to find ways to make it work. So again, you know, to even keep this podcast going, I've had, I post questions to people. Should I keep going with it? Should I end it? Should I let, you know, once the last pre-recorded episode, um, is, scheduled and put out there, should I stop? Should I keep going? And I've had a lot of people tell me, you know, keep going, don't stop. It's a great podcast. You know, I love what you do. You know, I've had, you know, one of my best friends saying I should do voiceovers and I have a perfect voice for podcasts. So I don't know where this podcast is going to go. I probably don't, I probably barely have a handful of listeners, but even so, I want to thank those handful of people for Lending your ear for however long my episodes go for and listening to my bullshit rants that explain poems and whatever else. But, um, I, again, a side note, I just wanted to mention that I am currently working on a second book. I don't know when it's going to come out and I don't even want to give out the title yet, but just know that there is a second book in the works I have tons of fucking poetry. 
a lot of poetry in the early 2000s back when I was in high school that I'm kind of ashamed of like what the fuck is this like this is a poem so it's grinding my teeth and you know trying to pick those out and do, should I pick it out should I just should I rewrite it should I just throw it out there I'm you know I still have a little you know confidence issues when it comes to that because I don't I don't want to put out shitty work at least in my eyes but um yeah I'm gonna get off of that topic. I just wanted to throw that out there and let you guys know and thank everyone who has supported me through this and edged me to keep going when I felt like this podcast was going nowhere, you know, just keep going. And I said it in the beginning, maybe I did, that I'm, even though I'm really grateful and I obviously, my podcast, you know, it needs listeners, but I'm, I'm doing it for me. You know, I, I've always wanted to get my poetry out there once I started going, getting more into poetry. I want my stuff to be heard. I want it to be read. I want it to be seen. But in terms of what, what ex, to what extent, I don't really know. I'm, I'm doing this for me because it was an idea that just randomly popped up. You know, again, my brother was watching One Tree Hill. And that at least that's what I'm telling now is like the idea of having a podcast came from. So my brother was watching One Tree Hill and one of the characters in the the show had mentioned about podcasts. You know, he was a sports announcer in high school for the basketball team and being out of high school this, I think it was out of high school, um, him and his friends or whoever it was, I don't remember, were talking about doing a podcast, a sports podcast, like professional sports, or at least college or somewhere along those lines. And it, it stuck with me. And I don't know why, but it stuck with me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do a podcast, but I don't know how, I don't know where to go. I don't know which outlet to go. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have this massive equipment. All I have is a MacBook laptop and some shitty Apple earphones. Like, you know, I'm, because I've used them for so long, you know, they're kind of getting out there. It's like, I don't really, I don't have all this massive equipment. I don't have, you know, these super long microphones, like an you know, a professional podcaster setup. I don't like, I don't know what to do. Like, where do I go? So I went through the appropriate channels. I had people contact me and, you know, give me suggestions and help me out. And this is where I'm at. So again, a huge thank you to everybody. And again, another rant. I'm going on like massive rants. Maybe I just want to talk tonight. I don't fucking know, but I'm going to shut up. And I promise I will not get into any more rants. I, I swear. But um, this next poem is called Lost in Lust. I couldn't do it. Staring at you from a distance, you were so beautiful, almost untouchable. I began to melt like an ice cream cone on a hot summer's day. In that very moment, you were perfect. I tried everything to get your attention, failing at each attempt. This is what you do to me. You drive me into a frenzy, acting like a giddy little schoolgirl. Okay, that was a very short poem. 
Um, I, I can't really say that I was talking about anyone in particular in this poem. I don't even know when this was written. I did not put a date and honestly, I don't think there was a date. Um, I was going through my probably about a dozen or more of notebooks with my poetry in it. And I was picking out the ones that I wanted to feature in this podcast. And what might've happened is, um, I came across one that I wanted to do, but it didn't have a date and I rewrote it on word documents. So, um, I did not have a date written on this one, so there probably, I don't even know when it was written. Might have been early 2000s, it might have been 2004 or 2005, maybe 2006, I don't even know. Um, So to remember if this was about anyone in particular, I don't remember. But um, yeah, honestly, I've, I can't say that I haven't felt this way about someone before because I have, whether it was, you know, a junior high, you know, maybe even high school crush that I knew, you know, I never had a chance with, but to, you know, sit there and daydream like, you know, a giddy little schoolgirl does. Um, yeah, I don't know. I can't really... It may not have been about anybody at all. It may have just been, I don't know, something. But, um, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and talk about nothing. So I'm going to go on to the next poem. And, again, this this does not have a year on it, so I don't know when it was written. But this one is called When the Right Song Comes On. Lay me down gently. Don't be afraid. Allow our bodies to become one and embrace the passion we share. It's the look in your eyes that gives you away. To lose this moment would be tragic. Seduce me with your voice. Tell me a story about our love, an iridescent fairy tale destined to last. This poem was probably written within the last few years. I don't know when. There's no timestamp on it. I don't remember when I wrote this, but it was within the last few years, and it may have even been about my fiancé, husband. So um, this poem, I, I had taken advice from one of my friends, and he gave me some suggestions about next time I write poems to not have them titled untitled. Always come up with a title for your poems, even if it has nothing to do with the poem at all. In you know, that, that kind of sat with me. So I went back and some of the poems that I am even reciting in this episode, and I think this poem being one of them, this poem did not have a title. I had written somewhere, whether it was on a Word document or in a notebook, I had no title written for this poem. So I was reading the content of the poem, thinking about it like, what? And I I think some things came to mind about where this poem came from or what I was referring to. 
And, you know, when you want to get intimate with someone or just hanging out with someone that you really care about or you're with or whatever the situation is, and you're listening to music and that right song comes on and it just, it makes you want to cuddle up harder and, you know, wherever it goes from there, this poem was not like sexual or anything like that. And you can take it where you want to take it, but reading the poem and trying to figure out what the hell can I title this poem? So when the right song comes on seemed like a good poem because it's, I don't know, you know, everyone, at least people that I have talked to or certain things or people that I have seen, um, you know, when they get intimate, you know, oh, you know, that song would be perfect. And it's not saying that this, that's what this poem is about, but it just, the con, again, the contents of the poem, it may have started off that way. And, you know, who knows what happened after this poem, you know, if anything happened or, you know, in terms of where the poem stops, like it could go on. So who knows where this poem could go from, from here, the ending that is, if that uh, anything I said made fucking sense. Cause I don't think it did. Um, but yeah, that's when the right song comes on. So I had kept in my head and kept in mind, you know, don't leave any poem untitled. Always have your poems titled. And the same friend had asked me, you know, do you write the title first and then write the poem? Or do you write the poem and then come up with the title? He asked one or both questions. And I had said, well, sometimes I come up with the title first but a lot of the times, more often than not, I write the poem first and then I come up with the title because I don't know, like there are times where I have thought of a title and I've tried to write that poem based off of the title. And in a way, coming up with a title before writing the poem initially I feel like it puts limits on the poem, at least for me and how I write it. I feel like it puts limits. So, you know, if I had a certain idea and I feel like that title didn't really match or vice versa, I don't really feel like the poem matches the title. And I know I can always change it, but I don't, I free form, I free write my poetry. I don't like coming up with an idea or a title first and then racking my brain trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I supposed to do that? Maybe that's just me and maybe it's just as easy to come up with a title after the poem than before you write it. But yeah, so anyway, another um, rant, but that's, I know in my book and I know in quite a lot of episodes I have recited poems that have no titles and it was brought to my attention you know if someone you know whether it's podcast or reading a book if someone happens to come across a poem that has no title and they happen to really like that poem and they want to refer to it 
there's no name for it, just untitled or, hey, it's on page 22. <clears throat> I, I'm like, you know, that, that makes sense. You know, I never thought of it that way. So I am trying my hardest to title my poems after I write them. And again, this one, I don't think had a title. So when the right song comes on, seemed like a very good title. So that's where I went. And I try any poems that I come across that I want to feature on this podcast that don't have titles. I read through them a few times and really think about it. Like, okay, what, what's a good title for this? Like, what, what can I do? I don't want to give some bullshit title. I, I actually put thought into the titles when I'm titling a poem when I'm going back and titling them anyways. So yeah, um, another rant, a good one. So I will stop that and I will move on to the next one. This one is called You Plus Me. You are the thing that I crave from morning to night. To fight these feelings would be criminal. Just let it happen. You are what flows through my veins. I can feel it burning. It's so incredible. We are the definition of chemistry. Once we clash, there's no stopping what will happen next. Break me down. You know you want to. Don't fight it. Just give in. All right, another short poem. Um... Again, I'm not really sure when I wrote this one because there's no timestamp on it, so I have no idea. But I think I wrote this. This was early 2000s, I'm going to assume. And this was another poem that was untitled that I titled while rereading it. So the you plus me. I had um, just recently um, named it. So... To explain what this poem is about, I can't really, I don't, I don't remember, to be honest. I could have been referring to my fiance. It could have been just some random poem. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. But I can definitely relate to this poem now, even if it wasn't about my fiance, the emotions that are flowing in this poem, I can definitely feel kinship to because he is all that I crave. I, I love him dearly. He is a part of my everyday life. We have been together for almost 13 years and considering when I'm recording this, it's January and our 13th anniversary is in March. So if it's past March 10th, then we've been together 13 years. If it's before March 10th, then we've almost been together 13 years. But he is, he is my everything. You know, he is the one that, you know, flows through my veins metaphorically. We, I feel, you know, we are the definition of chemistry. I have never had the type of chemistry I have with my fiance with anybody else. I mean, everyone, you know, when you date someone, there's always some type of chemistry. Obviously, if you're dating them, 
you have to have some sort of chemistry, but this type of chemistry, I, I have never had, you know, I, everything about him is right. Everything about us is right. And we just, we fit and, you know, it should feel criminal to feel this because it's, it's amazing, you know, to have a type of chemistry that I have with my fiance and once we clash in a good way, there's no stopping us. You know, we can probably finish each other's sentences and we have on many occasions and thoughts. You know, I can, I can be craving something. And I think I even mentioned this before in my earlier episodes we can be craving the same thing and not even be together at that moment. And I'm like, you know, I want onion rings or I want this place. I want, I want McDonald's fries. You know, that's, and I don't like McDonald's, but the fries are just sometimes my guilty pleasure. And it's like, dude, I was thinking the same thing. So we are connected in a lot of ways. And I had, maybe this was written recently because there's a phrase in here, just let it happen. It's a inside joke between the two of us. So, you know, just, just let it happen. You know, just, just let it go. Let, let it happen. So I could have written this recently. I don't know, but I'm going to assume this is about my fiance. So this one's about him, but I will move on to the next one. And again, I did not put a timestamp on this. And I think, I don't even know, but I'm just going to read it. So this one is called A Lover's Desperate Attempt. As I lie here next to you, my mind begins to wonder. The things that used to be, the love we used to share. What the hell happened? Drowning in my sorrow. This is what you've done to me. Reminiscing the past, the memories we created. Why can't we just go back? Longing for your touch and the feeling I once yearned. What can I do? All I wanted was for you to love me, to hold me close and love me forevermore. Again, I did not put a timestamp on this one. I have no idea when this was written, but I think I did. This was another poem that did not have a title that I read the poem over and over and over to get this title, A Lover's Desperate Attempt. So that's probably about all I can tell you about it. Um, I don't think I was referring to anything or anyone in this case in particular. Um, obviously a lover's attempt, a lover's desperate attempt is about a person who misses their ex. I'm going to assume it's an ex, you know, missing what they had. And I'm going to assume that the person 
that is talking in this poem was dumped. So, you know, drowning in my sorrow, this is what you've done to me. You know, I have, you know, speaking from that person's perspective, you know, I being with you as long as I have been, you know, I've developed these feelings and I'm starting, you know, I feel hurt. I feel pain, you know, your typical breakup, emotion, grieving and all that stuff. So, you know, wanting to be close to that person again, um, asking, you know, what can I do to get you back? What do you want me to do? And, you know, whatever the reason was for this breakup, you know, all I wanted was for you to love me. So, you know, what can I do to make you love me again type of thing? So, again, this isn't a personal outtake on this because I don't think I was referring to myself. So, um, yeah, I can't really say much about that. So I will move on to the next one. And this one is called Genie. Through the eyes of an isolated child, aching to discover the world she never thought existed. So beautiful, yet so distant. Eyes drawn to her, instantly attached. A weird awakening, not knowing what to expect. To speak was an unsolved puzzle, left with nothing but jigsawed pieces as she struggles to put them back together. Sights never seen before. The world is but a dreamland, a place that someone like her has not discovered. To her, this outside world was a dream not dreamt, petrified of her isolated years. Nothing to see and nowhere to go. Her life took others by surprise, for they have never seen a child so damaged. Her reactions are silent, excluded, and abandoned. Every day was an undiscovered part of the world. Teaching this young girl was like teaching a newborn. Alright, so this poem was written on October 5th of 2004. And this was another poem that did not have a title. I was going through my many notebooks and came across this poem. I think I did a little revision on top of actually titling the poem, but I was reading through it and the title that came up was Genie. And reading the poem out loud again, I feel like this almost has like a little mermaid story to it. You know, the eyes of an isolated child, you know, she's very intrigued by the outside world. Everything is strange. Everything is unknown. You know, she's never seen certain things before. You know, people are, you know, her eyes are, you know, their eyes are glued to her because she's just, she's so odd. She's so strange. She's acting, you know, not the way a normal person should act, so to speak. And I like reading it right now, I just, I kind of almost feel like 
a lot of this poem is almost like a little mermaid feel like after she got her legs and she's on land and she's acting all weird, you know, using a fork as a, a comb or a brush and, you know, using a, a, a cigar pipe as some kind of instrument, you know, that, that kind of stuff popped in my head when I was reading this. So whether Jeannie has anything to do with this poem, I don't know. I guess maybe a genie, it would take a genie for, you know, making wishes for her to be more accepted into the world and blend in more. But, um, yeah, uh, I wrote this poem back in 2004. I have no idea what I was referring to, but, you know, reading it many years later, I feel like it almost has a little mermaid feel to it in some way or another. Maybe that's just me. I don't, I don't know. And the title, Genie, I honestly don't know why I titled it Genie. I, I don't even really think it, it matches the poem, but it might have some sort of relevance. But, um, I will shut up about that one and I will read the next poem. This poem is called No Escaping. Stuck in my own silence, I can't break through. Banging on the walls, hoping to break the quietude. Wanting to be free. There's no escaping this cycle. I can barely breathe. Realizing now that nothing can cure this silence. To close my eyes. All would be lost as I wait for this silence to be broken. There's no escape. Okay, so another poem that I did not put a timestamp on. I don't know when I wrote this. Um, yeah, to be stuck in your own head. Something I know all too well. Whether it's silent or not is beside the point, but, you know, being stuck in my own silence, being, you know, being stuck in my head, you know, thinking quietly and, you know, outside of my head, you know, it is quiet. I can be thinking of so many different things and being stuck in my head and it's dead quiet. There's nothing going on, whether it's everyone sleeping whether it's in my car or in a room by myself or you know, even watching a movie, like I can just, whatever's going on in that moment and I'm fixated on something, like I don't even pay attention to what's going on around me and it just, it feels silent, but it's not. Um, just wanting to get out of that cycle, trying to find something to break me out of it, you know, to close my eyes, all would be lost once you close your eyes, your your eyes aren't wandering around you, in front of you, behind you, you know, concentrating on some kind of object or subject. Once you close your eyes, it's completely black. All you see is black and you're forced to fixate on what you're thinking about. So to close my eyes and all would be lost, that's I that's how I'm taking it. And waiting for this silence to be broken. When you're caught in your own head, silence can't really be broken. And there is no escape. 
you you have to find some way out and sometimes you never find that escape sometimes you're in it for quite a while sometimes it takes you a very long time to get out of your own head and sometimes there's no escaping your head so and I know that all too well but um again with that I will move on to the next poem and this one is called Always on My Mind. Impatiently waiting, the need for lust is anything but tasteless. A cryptic message conveniently misplaced and a hidden agenda that is empty as the sheets you will be buried under. So reassuring yet uncomfortable the temptation has me at the edge of my seat. Those fingers through my hair and the touch of your skin. Thoughts running wild. I can't help myself. So yeah, this poem, I'm going to count this as more like a a very seductive poem. And the title, Always on My Mind. Someone is very fixated on a particular individual. Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what I was referring to. I don't even know if this was about myself or anyone that I was talking about specifically, but that's what it is. Um, yeah, I don't really think I can say anything else because I don't really know what else to say. But I'm going to move on to the last poem of the episode. And this one is called Life's Undefined Moments. For every day, there is a moment. For every moment, there is a burden. A paraphrased memory to one's only distraction. A continuous flow amongst mankind. One's reality that seems not to fret. Paranoia is life's only fear. Constant bickers and daily routines. Contemplating life's purpose in society. A mourning cause to the eyes of the beholder. Useless information is the key to survival. The wonders of life's secret choices. Undefined thoughts have become misguided emotions. Therefore, it appears a moment has been spared, only to be completely forgotten. Amongst other things, life has taken a turn for the worst, leaving long-lasting breaths to soon dissipate. Concentration seeks those who have patience, an undeclared past that has faded from time, going to places not yet defined nor visible. Blurry outlines determined to recognize this unknown image of reason left untold, leaving one to ponder why this reason is. A nightmare's dream only to be seen without a dream. A confusing proposal to a waking moment. Left behind what was supposed to be. Open to the world. Vulnerable to everything you come across. 
a deadly awakening to one's open vision. Wow, that was a pretty lengthy poem. Hopefully you were able to keep up with it. Um, Life's Undefined Moments. This was also a poem that was not titled, that I titled recently, because this poem was written September 3rd of 2004. So, yeah, that was a lot to take in. That was a lot of words. Life's Undefined Moments. There are a lot of moments in life that are left undefined, and we are unable to define them and figure out where they are supposed to be lined up in, in terms of our life. So, you know, the constant bickers and daily routines and contemplating life's purpose in society. I know I am probably one of many who questions their, their place and purpose in life and society. And any undefined thoughts, thoughts you may have that you have no idea where the fuck they came from, you can't explain. They have a lot of misguided emotions, as the poem says. But, yeah, I think this this poem is pretty self-explanatory. And I just realized that this episode has gone on for over an hour. And I just recited about 12 poems. So this might be the longest in terms of how many poems I have included in the podcast. I think I may have exceeded an hour once or twice. And as I said in earlier episodes, I am really trying to extend my episode time by a lot. And I know um, the ones that have been pre-recorded that are coming out the last few are very short. Some of them have been ones that I have recorded recently that are about a half hour. And I know when I started this podcast, a lot of my episodes were less than 20 minutes, maybe some of them less than 15 minutes because I didn't, and you definitely see a difference because I go from, you know, five, 10, 15 minutes to 45 minutes to 20 minutes to 17 minutes to this one an hour Um, and in terms of what I say, I went from being scripted to what I'm doing currently as in non-scripted, which was also, um, suggested by one of my best friends. You know, you can definitely see a difference and I know I'm still, still getting the feel of the podcast thing. So I'm hoping I sound a little bit better in terms of, you know, scripted versus unscripted. Everything that I've said throughout this episode and episodes before this that are in between the shorter ones are, you know, are off of a limb. I am not planning anything that I'm saying. Everything is not scripted. It's not written down. I'm not reading off of anything. So everything is just freelancing going with the flow, whatever comes out of my mouth is whatever comes out of my mouth. And if it's anything bad and offends you again, I'm sorry, but, um, yeah, so this is, 
that was the last poem of the episode. And so I'm going to assume that this is going to be the end of the show. I don't want to keep going because otherwise I won't have, I have a whole bunch of poems that I can make into many different episodes. So, um, I guess that concludes this episode. Again, to those of you who are always tuning in, and even those who are just joining in, I cannot thank you enough. I hope I didn't bore you with my rants. And considering this is over an hour long, I hope I didn't kill your ears. But I hope you liked what you heard, and you tune in next time. You can catch this episode and future episodes at Anchor FM anchor.fm forward slash fractured poet or you can go wherever you get your podcast spotify or wherever else that you can find me on if that's where you go you don't necessarily have to go to anchor fm you don't even have to go to spotify wherever you can wherever you get your podcast and you look me up and you can find me there you can listen to me there it's all the same this episode of fractured poet was written and produced by me katrina wisniewski music by Alternative Rock Volume 1 and Rock Electronica Volume 4 from freeplaymusic.com. You can always follow me on Facebook or even Instagram at Fractured Poet, which is my strictly my poetry page. Or you can follow my personal Instagram at Fractured Goddess. And again, I am working on a second book, so keep keep an eye out on that. And again, I want to thank everybody who always listens to my podcast, who are new listeners to this podcast. Thank you so much. And for those that have bought my book, support my book, are willing to buy the second one. Again, thank you so freaking much. And as always, thanks for listening. And until next time.